Time to express yourself. Where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Pop culture is a reflection of social change, not a cause of social change. John Potteretz. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Star Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Story World charity a top nonprofit honored by GuideStyle and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Story You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.org. That's www.btsya.org. Every dollar counts and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure to listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music. iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel on the Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. Salutations! I'm Kirfi, your host for today's show. So today we're going to talk about pop culture. In segment two, we'll have Kirpa with an overview of how pop culture influences our world and society. In segment three, we will be introducing yet another young grasshopper, a new reporter to our show. Ooh, interesting. But all of the exciting stuff will have to wait, because right now we have stuff that's equally as exciting. For this segment, we have Milan. So Milan, just like as a little primer for all of our listeners, what is pop culture? Pop culture is modern and new. There are a lot of things like art. Pop culture is also called popular culture or mass culture. It is mostly popular art or mass art. Pop culture is evolving and started in the 1800s. During the 1800s, pop culture was entertainment and concerned the poor or less educated people. It consists of the collection of, collection of ideas, opinions, and images popular within the culture at a given time. Pop culture is the most common category of culture. Wow, you really know your stuff about pop culture, Milan. So, what is new in pop culture? New things in pop culture are movies. Even if it doesn't seem true, movies are a part of pop culture. It's a new thing compared to shows and plays. 1977 was the first modern-day movie, but 1833 was the first film that isn't modern. Since you know so much about the history of pop culture and, like, its origins, who exactly did create pop culture? We know when it started, but who created it? Abrams created pop culture, and they influenced pop culture to to disposable income. Some pop culture categories are sports, news, politics, slang, technology, fashion, slash clothes, 
entertainment. Yeah, I feel like pop culture is such a wide term because it's basically anything that's popular in our world. So, where and when exactly was pop culture created? Pop culture was created in 1825. It was also created in Northwest, Northeast England. Also, pop culture is famous around the world, and lots of things you don't expect from pop culture is pop culture. It is even movies you love to watch. Yeah, it can be the movies we love to watch, the music we love to listen to. So we know a lot now about the history of pop culture and how it started off. But let's come back to the present. So what is popular in 2023? So what is some popular pop culture in 2023 that is popular like right now? Mostly technology as it has been evolving since the first computer was made. Also, sometimes there's fashion and that, and that has been evolving. Technology has evolved from computers to modern day AI, which can tell you things that human couldn't solve that quick. Technology includes TikTok and social media. Pop culture includes trending videos and TV shows such as anime. Another pop culture item is video games and gaming systems. It's hard to keep up with what is trending. Yeah, definitely is hard to keep up with what is trending because it changed so often and it changed so dramatically. Like it can be like one opposite is trending for some time and then another opposite is also trending. And I see that a lot of the pop culture revolves around technology these days because technology has come to come to have such a big role in our lives. So why is pop culture important? It is an important. Pop culture is an important. It it is an important it is an important part of media. It is used to spread images, influence opinions, and promote products. For example, when one YouTuber decided to create drink crime, it was seen all over the internet on the grocery store shelves. Pop culture is good and bad. Sometimes the trends can be healthy and helpful, while other times it can be dangerous, such as many other challenges on social media. Exactly. Like, sometimes the, these trends could be, like, just fun trends, like wearing, wearing a specific type of clothing or something like that. Or, like, some challenges can be really dangerous. Like, there was the Tide Pod Challenge. I remember that in one time, it was, like, really, really famous. And then there was, like, the Benadryl Challenge. And a lot of these come from TikTok. But, like, it was basically you just eat this allergy medicine for no reason and it's really dangerous for your health if you like eat allergy medicine or just eat detergent laundry detergent for no reason and it's just to get views on social media because people want to see people doing dangerous things doing crazy things because it's fun for them but it's not fun for the person who's drinking laundry detergent so what type of pop cultures do you personally like? I like technology and movies. I like them because you can do things that have never that has never been accessible until this time. It is fun to play games through technology too. Um, some things I like are watching shows. Entertainment is fun, and some things that entertain me are playing games, video games, or board games. Yeah, I definitely love playing games and watching TV shows. I feel like a lot of us do. That's why pop culture, especially entertainment, is just such such a big thing these days. 
So, how does pop culture affect teenagers? Pop culture affects teenagers by doing a lot of things. It affects them how they think, how they feel, and what they do. Also, social media has been affecting teenagers more and more, for good and bad. One example of good and bad is smartphones. Smartphones are good for directions, communication, and helping research. However, smartphones could be dangerous when it comes to certain apps, and others can see your location. Also, an easy way bullies can access access to victims. When it comes to popular culture, it is a part of our society, whether we like it or not. But it is up to us to make the right choices. That's that's actually really true because I feel like there's like such a good side to pop culture and a really bad side to pop culture. So, what type of pop culture do you indulge in? So, like, do you have a lot of social media? I wouldn't think you would, but like, do you have a lot of social media? Or do you like fashion? Or do you like games? I know you like video games, as you said before. But like, maybe like, describe that a little bit more. Like, what's your favorite video game? Uh, I my my favorite video game is either a game on on the PlayStation or a game on Roblox. Yeah, because like, really... oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and I don't really have a lot of social media either. Yeah, like maybe when you get older, like I think social media you're gonna have a lot of it. But I think, yeah, that's like really, it's it's up to you to make the right choices, like you said, because you can make really good choices and you can make really bad choices. Pop culture is both good and bad. So thank you so much for this segment, Milan. And this was awesome. I learned so much, and I hope our listeners did too. Make sure you guys stay tuned for our next segment where we'll dive into more pop culture with Koopa. We want to hear your thoughts and we want to answer your questions. So email us at info at bethestoryouare.org. That's info at bethestoryouare.org. Check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com and our creative community site at www.bethestoryouare.org. You can get involved with Be The Story World charity, buy books and t-shirts in our store, sign up for our free newsletter, and make a donation to Be The Story World. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel 
Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to segment two of our radio show. Today's show is all about pop culture. I'm your host, Kuthi, and right now, we have Koopa. So Koopa, what exactly is pop culture? Pop culture or modern pop culture is mostly aimed at younger people, kind of like in between the teenage years to like maybe late 20s, through social media. There's like music festivals, new fashion trends, concerts, and so much more that I consider within the pop culture topic. I feel like every new week, there's always a new fashion trend that everyone's trying to get into. And that's always, you know, through our social media and everyone kind of jumps on the bandwagon with that. Exactly. And these trends seem to kind of like alternate throughout the years. Like, you know, in maybe the 90s, super thin, like pencil eyebrows were like really fashionable. Then now in 2023, everyone loves the bushy and thick eyebrows. So we're talking about pop culture spreading, right? So how exactly does pop culture spread? Pop culture kind of typically spreads through like social media, like commercial media, like radios, television, movies, the music industry, publishers, and like those corporate run websites, like, you know, like Vogue, like those magazine ones. And to like shorten it down for you, it's spread through technology and social media. And like the movies we can see actors wearing kind of new clothing. And then from there, I've seen many influencers on TikTok kind of look at those clothes, try them on. And then, you know, from there on, many people buy it or through even ads on television or YouTube, we get ads on like the artist's next tour is going to come like Taylor Swift. He had just finished her America's, uh, the USA heiress tour. And so kind of through social media, everyone gets to know what's going on and kind of helps the world just get a better, like a better place of what's going on for the pop culture. I feel like that's exactly what happens because we see these high-profile celebrities doing something and then we automatically want to do that too. So we, you did mention that pop, pop culture normally is aimed towards adolescents slash like late people in the late 20s or early 20s. So how does pop culture affect young people and young adults? Um, pop culture affects us, us like by our age and people older than us about how like they dress and how we think on a daily basis i remember i had uh gotten a haircut and i wanted to get what everyone else was getting which was like curtain bangs and layers and i'd gotten that from the fact that that's what has been trending that's what the new fashion um choice was and so i think if just tells us how we want to dress and how we want to kind of show our to other people who we are and and, like kind of shows our personality yeah, I feel like that's so true because these they these these days, like everyone's personality is kind of just molded by other people and the media and especially pop culture. 
So how does pop culture influence fashion? I feel like we've already gone over this a little bit, but how, like, just to shine a light on it, how does it influence fashion? Um, pop culture, as I probably probably mentioned before, it influences fashion because that's what everyone wants to buy. Like, if cargo pants are the new latest trend, then everyone's going to go to their nearest store and buy a couple pairs of cargo pants and show everyone that they are within, you know, the new trends. And then from there on, say there's another trend like flared leggings or flared pants, which I know have been going around a lot from the 90s. A lot of people are going to go and buy that, too. As myself, I got and bought a lot of flared clothing just because that's what was coming in a lot of the 90s styles i heard are kind of coming back in and i feel like everyone's going and buying what those things are just to be a part of the new trend. yeah i feel like i have a lot of cargo pants i just realized i have like at least five pairs of cargo pants i feel like our style and the way we look is just so influenced by beauty standards and the media and like what people who celebrities are wearing, and then as a result of that, your friends start wearing that, and then as a result of that, you start wearing that because your friends are wearing that. So it's a really interesting, like, kind of cycle, I guess, and how quickly pop culture can change. So how does pop culture influence politics? Pop culture has, like, the ability to sway or change the public's opinions and impact, like, policy decisions. Like, Yesterday, we had the VMAs, and the VMAs have a voting system for the artist, having the public vote who wins the award for the VMAs. And I know a lot of people tend to go for their favorite artists that are, have been nominated for the VMAs. And from there, everyone kind of uses that voting politics system, like politics system that we use like for the elections for our presidents. But instead of, you know, having it for a president, we use it for the music artist. That definitely makes sense. I feel like Pop culture influences so many aspects of our life. So what does pop culture represent? Pop culture represents the set of beliefs, practices, and objects that embody most broadly shared meanings of so- of a social system. And I've gotten that from the Oxford Bibliographies. So what aspect of pop culture? We've been talking so much about pop culture. So what specific aspect of it would you say you're like most susceptible to like is it fashion like are you most susceptible to fashion trends that you you'll like immediately follow them or are you most susceptible to like the music what exactly do you like the most i guess um for me personally i feel like i always tend to lean more to the fashion trends just because like when i want to go to school i want to be what like what everyone else is doing i kind of want to fit in with everyone else like the new uh, clothings like I've gotten cargo pants because that's what's in. I've gotten a lot of new clothing this year that goes within the styles that everyone's wearing at school, or even like the new latest makeup trends that people are doing just to make them look more uh, lively. I guess how some people say it. And so I feel like I lean more to the side of fashion. But sometimes, like this year, I didn't. Last year, I didn't listen to Taylor Swift, but this year, you know, I kind of heard that everyone else was, and it's, I decided to give her a shot. See how she. How her music was and I just completely fell in love with this so I think I kind of lean between music and fashion a lot yeah especially considering like artists like Taylor Swift they just explode like I think there were like a lot of people talking about this but like Taylor Swift is kind of was maybe like a few weeks ago maybe like when the Eras tour was going on like Taylor Swift was single-handedly like carrying the economy like literally everything 
was revolving around her. That's how famous she is. So it's hard to like not listen to her music and like ignore that unless you like have listened and you really hate it. And you kind of get influenced by everyone else's choices. So do you think that pop culture kind of robs people of their individuality? Because it kind of like if I go to school, I see everyone wearing either cargo pants and a crop top or a crop top and like flare pants or something. So do you think that this is kind of robbing us of our individuality and our individual styles? Or do you think that it's something positive? Um, the way I see it, I feel like some people don't want to follow their latest fashion trends. At my school, there's a variety of different kinds of um, styles of clothing we have people wear. And so I think it kind of depends on, depends on how your mi mindset is. If you really want to follow everyone else, go ahead, do that. That's, your, that's what you want to do. But if you kind of want to show who you really are and wear your own type of clothing, but you can still make your own type of style of clothing trendy, even if it's not. So I think it just kind of depends on what you want to do and how you. Yeah, I feel like that's that's actually like really, really like accurate for our world. Like there's, I wouldn't call them cliques in high school, but there's like there are groups of people who each have their own style. So when you make friends, you would want to go to someone who has a similar style to you, whether it being like fashion or music taste or like reading books or something or like movies, like maybe you guys really like movies and TV. So that's that's kind of how we how we make friends, because we find things in common. So sometimes pop culture can be like kind of molded for each person, each person's individual personality. So if you're really into like, I don't know, rock music, then your style could be all about that because there's like a whole culture of that. There's a whole race of people. It's it's like a race of people who like really love this kind of music. So just to t just to like inform our listeners, what are some ways to make your clothes fashionable on a budget? What would you say? Um, I think a way to make your clothes fashionable on a budget is to kind of like you don't really always need to go for like the highest brand of clothes. Like not everyone always needs to get the top tier, like those really expensive like pants for like a hundred dollars. I think you can always go lower, kind of get it at like the stores that don't really have them as much of an expense because I feel like everyone's style changes within a year. And so like, maybe you don't want to wear those really expensive pants the next year you want to buy something else. But, you know, you don't really want to throw away those $100 pants because, you know, they're $100. But say you got like maybe $15 or $20 pants, you can always you can keep them. But you don't always have to have that kind of guilt or that conscious of keeping it because you spent so much money on just one piece of clothing when you could have kind of split it into multiple and kind of spread it out from there. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of these like really expensive clothes aren't really that worth it. Like, if you look at all of those, like, really expensive, like, vintage dresses that those models wear, like, in, I don't know, you know, those runaway shows, like, I've thought many times, like, this probably costs, like, a million dollars, but I think it's kind of ugly. So, I feel like a lot of times, it, it's not worth it. Like, I saw this really cute pair of cargo pants in Abercrombie the other day, and when you looked at the price, it was $95. $95 for a pair of, just a pair of pants that you can get at Target for like maybe $20. So 
maybe there's like something in the material, but that's not exactly what we care about. We care about how it looks and how it expresses ourselves. And so I know a lot of these, like the Abercrombie cargo pants, I feel like those are overpriced because everyone is wearing cargo pants, which means that everyone wants cargo pants. So it's kind of the supply and demand kind of thing. So do you think that pop culture gives like businesses and stores a reason to like make prices unreasonably high? I think if everyone wants like a certain type of clothing, say everyone wanted those like Lululemon leggings and, you know, Lululemon kind of figured that out. And they knew that if so many people are going to rush into their stores online and in person and buy those leggings, it could be quite possible that they raise their prices to earn a better profit for themselves. Or if, say, like, uh, really short crop tops are in or anything like that, multiple variety of different chain stores or the stores in general can raise their prices up because they know so many people are going to rush in or buy them online because that's what's trending and that's what everyone kind of wants. I feel like if a celebrity wears a certain type of clothing, so many kind of clones of that are going to get made. And then from then on, prices will probably most likely get raised because so many people want it. And there's kind of like a supply and demand kind of thing. Yeah, so do you think that this is a positive thing or a negative thing? Because, like, say if cargo pants weren't really that in, and I went to Abercrombie and I looked for cargo pants, and I don't know, I don't think it would be $100. I think it would be, like, $50 maximum if cargo pants weren't in. So do you think that because we're paying so much for things that in other times we could be paying, like, so little for, So what do you think about that? Like, what advice would you give to us? Because, of course, we want to be trendy. We want to follow all all of the trends. We want to dress like our favorite celebrities. But how would you advise us to follow these trends, but at the same time, not, like, unreasonably spend money? Um, I think you should kind of just go for what you want. Like, say, right now, I know we're on the topic of cargo pants. So say cargo pants were it. But you found this perfect pair of cargo pants that fit you so well and you just absolutely love them, but they're not in. I think depending on like if you have the budget for it or not, you should totally buy them because you find that as something you would wear and as something you want to. I don't think everyone always has to necessarily go for like, oh, people are wearing this, so I want to go buy it. Or people are doing this, so I want to go do it. I feel like sometimes you should just follow what you want to do and kind of make yourself happy. Because I don't know, maybe some kids, they just want to fit in with other people, right? And so... They don't want to get bullied or made fun of for wearing something that isn't really, you know, what's trending. And so they always go for what other people are wearing. But that's not what really makes them happy. Makes them happy is their own style. They don't do that because, you know, they have the fear of getting made fun of or bullied. So I think you should always just go with what you want. But if you really just want to follow the trends, then go ahead and do that as well. Just do what you feel comfortable with, what makes you feel like good in those clothes. Exactly. Like, I feel like we touched on this topic in a cancel culture show last week. But, like, just for being different, you can get bullied and bullied so much. So, I don't think you should be afraid of that. I think you should express yourself the most you want to because this is your life and no one else gets to control it. So, thank you so much for this discussion, Koopa. This was awesome. And I'm sure our listeners found it really interesting. But, unfortunately, it's time to end this segment. 
make sure to check out our radio site at www.expressyourselfteenradio.com. Buy books and t-shirts in our store and make a donation to BTSYA at www.bethestudyofart.org. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel want to see what voice america is up to behind the scenes follow us on tiktok at voice america talk radio You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hello, and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm your host, Kuthi. Today's show is all about pop culture, and right now, we have Charlie Saxena, one of Express Yourself's brand new reporters. Charlie, a rising sophomore student from Livermore, California, possesses a strong passion for dance, advocacy through leadership, and speech. Her active involvement in student council, where she held the position of freshman vice president and upcoming sophomore president, showcases her passion for being a leader and a voice for the grade. Demonstrating dedication to important causes, she competes in speech events and serves as a mentor and officer, engaging in meaningful conversations and discussions for the past two years. With over a decade of experience in classical dance, particularly Kathak, Kirby has owned her skills as a graceful performer. Her intellectual curiosity extends beyond her artistic pursuits, as she finds genuine interest in exploring the intricate connections between human behavior and the legal system through the study of law and psychology. Charlie remains dedicated to expanding her knowledge and pursuing diverse academic interests, always striving to grow as both a dancer and a student advocate. Charlie's segment is called Beauty on Trial. So Charlie, welcome to the show. 
Should there be legal regulations on photoshopping and digital alterations of celebrities and appearances in advertising to promote more realistic beauty standards? This is a bit of a tricky question, but in many cases, yes. And the reason I say this is because a large amount of celebrities and influencers edit photos like slimming waist, removing imperfection, and using digitized apps to widen teeth. These photos are seen by millions around the world through social media. And what these photos show is an unattainable standard of beauty, lowering one's self-confidence. For instance, in an inter interview between celebrities Blake Lively and Gigi Hadid, Lively discusses how it's our job as actors and or models to be in shape. We have access to gyms and trainers and healthy food. And then on top of that, 99.9% .9 of the time, the images are photoshopped. And I'm, being, I'm guilty of being at a photo show and saying, that looks terrible on me. And they're like, we'll fix it. Legal regulations should definitely be in place for extreme cases like drastically edited photos. This would help mitigate the potential negative consequences such as extreme dieting and physical alterations. Some places like France has started to require photos that are photoshopped to be labeled as retouch photos so the viewers are aware. That's so interesting because I feel like so many of the things we see on the media like perpetuate these toxic beauty standards that we're expected to follow and religiously come after. But that's not true. We should love ourselves the way we are and actually have these realistic beauty standards. So in cases of false advertising related to beauty products, how can companies be held accountable for deceptive marketing practices? Well, they can be held accountable through thorough research into the claims of their products. For example, the FTC specifically looks into marketing claims or advertising made by companies that are false and inaccurate. And this manipulation, in a sense, is apparent in a case involving the FTC and L'Oreal, which is a beauty company that has face creams and etc. FTC accused L'Oreal USA of making false and unsubstantiated claims in their advertisements for Genifique and Youth Code skincare products, which promoted the perception that the products can make the skin look younger in just seven days. The case outcome resulted in the FTC inculpating L'Oreal USA with deceptive advertising practices targeted at consumers. And the reality is that consumers often believe that claims made by beauty companies, assuming the products are thoroughly tested and confirmed, when in fact, these claims may be barely supported by substantial evidence. A common misconception is that cosmetics undergo rigorous testing, which is often not the case, as the evidence may not be convincingly robust to reinforce such claims. Definitely researching into the product you're looking to buy, whether it's lipstick, a new face cream or a face mask that the company promises can reveal a lot about whether the products truly do what they say they can. That's really interesting because I've heard so many claims personally, like in advertisements, like, oh, this is going to make make your skin completely smooth. This is going to forever dis make all of your pimples disappear. Like they make these arbitrary claims and expect us to believe them. And just so that they can profit off of that, profit off of our insecurities in a way, profit yeah. off of our fear of fear of looking too old, that we want to be young, that we want to look young, and they kind of profit off of that 
by making these unsubstantiated, like you said, these unsubstantiated claims. And they want us to believe these things, and we want to believe these things. We want to believe that there's this magical face claim that exists somewhere that makes us look younger in just seven days. So should the advertising industry be responsible for addressing the impact of beauty standards on mental health, especially among younger groups of people? So this is an interesting question. I think the advertising industry definitely plays a large role on the beauty standards that are set on the internet through falsely advertising products, Photoshop edits of the results of their products, and mainly what message they are sending out to the global users of social media. But there are other aspects that contribute to the impact on mental health, such as shows like Barbie. Helga Dittmar, University of Sussex, she notes that body-perfect ideals are communicated early to children. For example, through dolls such as Barbie, girls as young as 5 to 7 years old reported lower body esteem and a greater desire for a thinner body directly after exposure to such doll images. And young women and teenage girls, with all of this pressure from social media and the society around them, they follow fitness boards on Pinterest and other social media apps and they likely have intentions to engage in extreme crash dieting or extreme exercising as a result of social comparison, leading them to feelings of inadequacy and body dissatisfaction. I think the extent the advertising industry should be held responsible is partially, as there are other factors of what ideals we are promoting. The environment of social media, the, the standards that we set ourselves as a community, and what celebrities and large influencers post on social media. And I feel like the celebrity thing is just so significant because as you said before, like celebrities have this pressure that they have to be, they have to have these perfect bodies and smooth skin. They have to look perfect, even though they're not because no one is perfect, but they have to look perfect or else society is going to hate on them. We talked about cancel culture in last week's show, and we learned that just because of a way, the way someone looks or like acts, people, and if you don't like that way, like the social media thinks that it's, it's valid to cancel them and make their name a swear word for some reason, like censor their names and do these horrible things to them. So I think that's why celebrities kind of Photoshop those pictures and stuff like that. It's because of the pressure that society puts on them. So we're kind of, like society is kind of doing it, doing this to itself, because it's it's kind of making this happen by putting all this pressure on these perfect celebrity figures, but also it's it's bad for us because we have to believe in these toxic, unrealistic beauty standards. So, are there legal cases in which pretty privilege can play a role? So, pretty privilege is sort of a different concept from what I've been talking about, but pretty privilege can play a role in many things, but specifically in legal cases, there are a few studies and cases where this is seen. Um, there was a study taken in 2007 where there was pictures of people, both male and females, with varying levels of attractiveness, with the description of a crime that they may have committed. And the results of this showed that there was a small tendency for more lenient assessments of more attractive females. There was no such effect detected for males. And 
Media influence plays a role, such as in high-profile legal cases, attractive individuals involved may receive more favorable media coverage, potentially influencing like the public perception and, in turn, maybe the outcome of the case. Though this is a quite complex issue, and many legal settings strive for fairness and impartiality for both groups. That is so interesting, and I love how you mentioned the fact that this kind of only applied to females and not to males. And that kind of brings up the point that like females have such specific beauty standards compared to males. Like when you think about it, like a scrawny guy without a lot of muscles could in some contexts be considered attractive. And a muscly guy, a buff guy could be considered attractive as well. But if you look at women, there's this one single body type, a very specific body type, like, and it's very, it's very specific. It's just so unreasonable because you have to be curvy and you also have to be skinny at the same time, which doesn't really make much sense. But the fact that these beauty standards are so much heavier on women than they are on men kind of tells a lot about our society and the way it thinks. So how do legal systems in different countries handle cases involving body dysmorphia and its connection to beauty standards and societal pressures? So in various legal systems around the world, cases involving body dysmorphia and its link to beauty standards and societal pressures are approached differently in a sense. For instance, in the United States, there is a growing recognition of the impact of societal expectations on mental health. Some states have enacted laws that prohibit discrimination based on appearance, and there are legal avenues for individuals with body dysmorphia to seek protection and accommodation. Moreover, there are ongoing discussions about implementing regulations on industries like fashion and advertising, even makeup and other products, to promote healthier body image standards, which is what we are trying to strive for to be spread across the world. We're trying to create this healthy environment where we're bringing people up instead of putting them down by all the standards we see on the internet. And in countries like France, there have been legislative efforts to combat the promotion of extreme thinness in the fashion industry, with measures that require models to obtain medical certificates attesting to their health. And these efforts reflect a broader recognition of the societal roots of body dysmorphia and the acknowledgement of the need for legal safeguards. So this isn't exactly an issue that's put on one person for being in the fashion industry or on one celebrity. These standards are things that were developed when social media happened. And this is the kind of things we put out there, the type of environment that we create. And in other countries, legal frameworks may be less developed in addressing these issues. In more conservative societies, there might be a reluctance to openly acknowledge the impact of beauty standards on mental health and legal protections may not be as readily available. For instance, in certain countries in Asia, where traditional ideals of beauty may be deeply ingrained, legal approaches to body dysmorphia cases may be limited. In such cases, advocacy and awareness campaigns play a crucial role in shifting societal attitudes and eventually influencing the legal systems. Overall, while there are variations in how legal systems handle cases of body dysmorphia, there is a growing global awareness of the issue and an evolving legal landscape to address it. Yeah, that is so right. And I really feel with that thing you mentioned about the Asian countries, 
especially when you look at like East Asian and South Asian countries, like this traditional ideal of like, if you have the lighter skin you have, the more beautiful you are. Like that is so prevalent, even now, like it was even worse back in maybe like the 90s or the 2000s, but it's still there and it's still extremely bad. And they're really, really ingrained into the culture and the way they speak, and even into the pop culture. Like, if you look at Indian movies, like, what do you see? You see people with, like, light skin, but Indians traditionally don't have light skin, they have dark skin. But because the society has perpetuated this belief that, hey, light skin is what makes you beautiful or attractive in any way, you have to have light skin to be attractive. To be considered attractive by society. So I feel like that's so interesting how it's, and it also starts with us as the people. We have to believe in this fact that everyone is different and everyone should be appreciated. So because if we believe in that and if we actually perpetuate that belief and make it clear to the government and the legal system that we believe in this, then that will actually happen. And what we want to happen will actually happen. So what do you think teens, teenagers, young people, adolescents can do to change these beliefs, these toxic standards and these ingrained beauty standards, unrealistic standards? What do you think? I think that teenagers definitely can, to friends around them and to people around them, and in general, to kind of promote body positivity and being comfortable and someone's skin instead of judging them and saying oh you know i wish i looked like xyz celebrity oh i wish i had these sort of features instead of doing that they need to appreciate like because everyone is beautiful in their own way just because you don't fit that unattainable standard of beauty that may even be photoshop edited like body surgery and all those different things we need to learn to embrace beauty in the world around us and also diversify these beauty standards so not only one certain group of people can fit it. People need to be the stars that they were born to be. Exactly, and that's like the whole motto of our radio program and the BTSYA charity. Like, be the star you are. Don't be someone else. Don't don't wish that you were someone else because every single person who lives on Earth is different like no one is the exact same even if they look the exact same they're, they're all different people and we have to embrace that individuality and shine in the places where we are different and i have one more question so we know what teens can do to change these beliefs so how do you think social media plays a role into here like i know we've been talking a lot about how social media is perpetuating these toxic beauty standards. How can we use social media for good? I mean, I think like I said before, social media, right now the message we're putting out is that you need to fit in this body type. Your face needs to look like this. You need to be light-skinned and you need to have all these different things. And I think by promoting more diversity and women being confident in themselves and all the features that they have, and by uplifting other women and uplifting other people in general on social media and you know not just posting photoshopped photos posting natural photos of people and how they actually look without all these filters and editing can make the millions of people who look at celebrities every day feel like oh you know what they have a pimple i have a pimple too we're not that different we all are 
human beings at the end of the day and we all are beautiful and just because you see a photo on instagram that looks attractive does not mean you aren't we are all beautiful in our own way exactly we're all beautiful just the way we are and our uniqueness is what makes us beautiful that is such a good point and i definitely agree with that Thank you so much for being on our show today, Charlie. And this was an awesome introduction to your segment. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. As always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment Crew, especially our audio engineer, Andrew. Thanks to our guests from all across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about the Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestoryouare.org. Find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. Embrace diversity, not toxic standards. Be yourself, not who others want you to be. Always remember to speak up, speak out, and most importantly, express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between. You would let yourself